As I met more survivors of gun violence and the families of victims, I was amazed at how many shared the Mothers of the Movement's conviction that they had to channel their private pain into public action. One of the most powerful voices came from someone who had trouble speaking, former Arizona Congresswoman Gabby Giffords, who was shot in the head in 2011 while meeting with constituents in the parking lot of a Tucson supermarket. Before the shooting, Gabby was a rising political star, brilliant, magnetic, and effective. After the shooting, she had to persevere through intense physical therapy and relearn how to walk and talk. Nonetheless, she and her husband, the former astronaut and fighter pilot, Captain Mark Kelly, became passionate advocates for gun safety. I loved campaigning with them and watching crowds fall in love with Gabby, just as I had. Speaking is difficult for me, she would say, but come January, I want to say these two words, Madam President. Other advocates were less famous but no less courageous, including the families of Sandy Hook Elementary victims in Newtown, Connecticut. Every time I tried to talk about the massacre of little children that happened at that school in 2012, I started to choke up. I don't know how some of the grieving parents found the strength to share their experiences at campaign events, but I will always be grateful that they did. Nicole Hockley joined me at a town hall meeting in New Hampshire. Her six-year-old son, Dylan, was shot to death despite a special education teacher's heroic efforts to shield him from the bullets. After the massacre, Nicole became the managing director of Sandy Hook Promise, an organization that has trained nearly two million people across the country to identify potentially violent behavior and intervene before there's a dangerous attack. One of Nicole's partners at Sandy Hook Promise is Mark Barden, his seven-year-old son, Daniel, was killed that day. Mark remembers how, on the morning of the shooting, Daniel woke up early so that he and Mark could watch the sunrise together. And when it came time for his older brother, Jake, to go to school, Daniel ran down the driveway to give him a hug and kiss goodbye. After the shooting, Mark and his wife, Jackie, were the ones who sued Remington Arms the company that makes the military-grade weapon the killer used in the attack. They argued that Remington should be held responsible for selling and marketing military weapons to civilians. The case has been dismissed and is now on appeal. Then there's Nelba Marquez-Green, who spoke with me at an event in Hartford, Connecticut. She lost her six-year-old daughter, Anna, at Sandy Hook. The night before the shooting, she and her husband took Anna and Isaiah, Anna's younger brother, out for a family dinner at the Cheesecake Factory. They splurged and ordered two rounds of dessert. Isaiah, also a Sandy Hook student, heard the shots that killed his sister from a nearby classroom. The family buried Anna two days before Christmas, her unopened gift sitting under the tree. Nelba, a therapist for troubled youth, now runs the Anna Grace Project, which trains teachers and schools how to reduce social isolation and create safe and welcoming communities for students. At the start of the school year following the shooting, 
Nelba wrote an open letter to the teachers in their district. When you Google hero, there should be a picture of a principal, a school lunch worker, a custodian, a reading specialist, a teacher, or a bus monitor, she wrote. Real heroes don't wear capes. They work in America's schools. One of those heroes was Dawn Hoxbrung, the principal of Sandy Hook Elementary. When Dawn heard the gunshots, she raced into the hallway. She saw the gunman and lunged at him to knock the weapon out of his hands. She died trying to protect her students. During the campaign, I met Dawn's grown daughter, Erica Smigelski. When she died, Dawn had been helping Erica plan her summer wedding. Erica couldn't imagine walking down the aisle without her mom. But slowly she pieced her life back together and managed to have a joyous wedding celebration. Then Erica went to work at Every Town for Gun Safety, Mike Bloomberg's organization that advocates for common-sense gun laws. Erica threw herself into my campaign, speaking all over the country and telling her story in a powerful television ad. She once told me that I reminded her of Dawn. It's a compliment I'll never forget. As hard as the politics of guns are, and as divided as the country feels, we've got to do better. The NRA can spend all it wants. Donald Trump can pal around with Alex Jones, the conspiracy theorist who has called the Sandy Hook massacre a hoax. What a despicable lie. They're on the wrong side of justice, history, basic human decency. And it's because of the Sandy Hook parents, the mothers of the movement, Gabby and Mark, and so many other incredibly brave survivors and family members, that I know in my heart that one day we will stem the tide and save lives. I think about something I heard Erica say during the campaign. She was explaining how she picked herself up after the loss of her mother and decided to devote her life to gun safety. What if everyone who faced tough odds said, It's hard, so I'm going to walk away, she asked. That's not the type of world I want to live in. Me neither, Erica.